Welcome to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. The website, this show, and our newsletter all focus on making the science of advanced nutrition and greater overall health accessible to everyone. Buckle up for our latest episode to get ideas, tools, and practical knowledge you can use to improve your health and move towards your perfect version of ultimate wellness. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast shares interviews with nutrition experts, health researchers, and everyday people that have changed their lifestyle and nutrition to support greater health. You'll learn how to implement lasting change and create new habits that support greater wellness and a happier, healthier life. Please visit HealNourishGrowPodcast.com for full show notes and links to our guests. Dr. Jane is a naturopathic doctor who specializes in fertility. Her mission is to help high-achieving women feel confident and in control of their fertility journeys. In her over six years of industry experience, Dr. Levesque has helped hundreds of couples optimize their health and prepare their bodies for pregnancy, which allowed them to get pregnant naturally, have complication-free pregnancies, and give birth to healthy babies. Everyone, welcome back to the Heal Nourish Grow podcast. Today, I have my guest, Dr. Jane Levesque, and I. We tried to speak before, and we were having some technical difficulties. Um, so hopefully, knock on wood, this time it will go smoothly. But I really wanted to have her on the show because she talks a lot about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and it has to do with fertility. Um, so whether you're male or female, definitely stay tuned because uh, it will affect somebody in your life that you know. And I'm looking forward to hearing how we can combat some of these things because I personally have... Oh, let's see. I had issues with in the past. I have three to four friends in my life right now that are either doing IVF or had trouble conceiving. So it is very widespread, unfortunately. So I'll let you take it from there. How'd you get into this work and a little bit on your background about why this became your passion? For sure. So uh, I'm a naturopathic doctor and thank you for having me on the show. I'm so glad. Yes, thanks for coming work. again. <laughs> yes. But um, you know, I'm a naturopathic doctor and I kind of specialized in general medicine, uh, IBS, anxiety, because it was very much my story. I felt very out of control from my body, from my health, and I felt like I couldn't impact. So, you know, through going through university, gained, instead of the freshman 15, probably gained about 25 pounds, always active, always focused on health. And then I, there was, it didn't matter what I did. I couldn't lose that weight. And I knew that I was too young to have this as a permanent problem. Like there was something deep down inside of me that refused to believe that I was just going to be on a diet for the rest of my life, starting at, you know, 20 years old or even younger. Like, I don't know. I think kids start to go on diets at like 12 now thinking about it. So that's just, it's heartbreaking. Exactly. It's a society thing that, um, I think if we work hard enough, we can absolutely break this thought pattern. But you know, I was on birth control at a time. I went to my medical doctor, medical doctor said, nothing you can do about it. Birth control has nothing to do with it. You know, you can be on it for forever. Basically, those are just, when it gets worse, then we can maybe, you know, take this medication or when it gets really bad, we can send you for more testing. But that was kind of the answer. And I wasn't satisfied with that because I was into nutrition and into fitness and I knew that there was something off. And so it, it encouraged me to seek other answers. And that's how I got into naturopathy. After having kids myself and having the journey of, I thought pregnancy was going to be a breeze because I'm a naturopath. <laughs> my husband and I own a CrossFit gym. So I, you know, I work out. I used to be an athlete. I take my supplements. And that first pregnancy was just like a kick in 
a slap in the face. Like I just couldn't believe how hard it was on my body, how uncomfortable I felt, how out of control I felt in my system. It was like this tiny little alien was controlling everything, right? I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep properly. I couldn't drive because I was so nauseous. I had to miss work. And then, you know, the actual, when you get pregnant, really pregnant and the labor, it was just like, why are we not talking about this? Like, why was there any amount of preparation to say, hey, you might have a hard time with this. And here are some things that you can do to prevent the illness that you're going to experience or how to manage it. Because when you're pregnant and you're sick, it's very reactive, right? You're not mm -hmm. thinking about, oh, I'm going to, you know, make a nice broth and this soup and this. You're just like, put something in my mouth that's going to get that nausea down and out, you know, and so I can go back to work. And whether that's, I mean, some women now, I mean, have to be on medication. I have friends who had to take work leave for, you know, over a month. And to me, it was just like, that, that can't be the only way that we can, we bring children into this world. And so I started to do things differently for my second pregnancy. Uh, the second pregnancy actually ended in a miscarriage, which was a big, again, another slap in the face. But, you know, I really thought like I had it figured out. And I think that was like the universe telling me that, hey, you know what? Like maybe you don't have it all figured out and you <laughs> have a little bit more compassion and understand that th there isn't just a physical component to getting ready for a pregnancy but there is a mental and emotional component as well. And it's actually in personal experience and clinical experience now, it outweighs sometimes the physical stuff. So we wanna be aware of all of these pieces because you're bringing a life into the world and you're trying to, or you're trying to bring a life into the world. And so when we're stuck, so what, I had a miscarriage, shared it with the world because I was sharing my pregnancy because I obviously didn't expect to have a miscarriage. And all these women's, women started to share their stories, how they had no support. Their doctor told them to have at least another two miscarriages before they can get any amount of testing or any kind of help, and which is the same thing I was told. And I felt very fortunate to say, hey, I can run my own lab work. I have colleagues that I can ask for help. And, you know, obviously you pay out of pocket, but at that point it's like, who cares? Figure, let's figure this out. Let's, you know, let's solve this issue. And, um, you know, I have family members, I have friends who struggled with infertility. And so I just kind of, I don't want to say I fell into it, but it was just like, I started helping these women and then the results spoke for themselves. And, you know, here I am like, okay, let's, let's, let's help more women. Let's talk about this. Let's give people options. Let's give couples options. Let's educate them and help them understand what are some precursors of, them struggling with infertility so they can get ahead of it or some of the ways that you can support your infertility, your fertility journey. I don't like to say infertility, your fertility journey naturally, because there's a ton of things that you can do. And it's beyond just, well, I tried the nutrition, I tried to exercise and it didn't work. Because um, right. pregnancy is a natural process. So if it's not happening, let's, let's get to the bottom of why it's not happening. Long, long, long winded answer for you, Cheryl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that many of mine are the same, so it's, it's no problem. Um, well, before we go into, I think you mentioned, you know, the last thing you said is like nutrition and exercise, which I think is kind of what everybody thinks about when you're preparing for fertility or preparing for a baby. But I think the one thing that you 
hit on that I think is maybe more important, and you actually said it's more important, is the you know emotional and mental state of getting ready to number one, not only you know have the baby and have that change in your life, but just the process of knowing that you finally are ready for that and that you want to do that. Because for a lot of women, we spend like most of our lives trying not to get pregnant. And then, yes. you know, it's not really a shock. And then when we try, finally try that, maybe there's, yeah. maybe there's some problems. So maybe if you could first talk a little bit about some of that, um, some tips or things that you've worked with people on for mentally and preparing mentally, spiritually, however you want to look at that. Um, yep. And then we can move into some of the other stuff. Yeah, for sure. And it's, um, thank you for bringing that up. Cause I think it's, un, it's overlooked and the big component with mental and emotional. So, right. It's not just the physical body. It's not just the mental and emotional and the spiritual body is in there as well, but spirituality is very individual. Um, you know, it's very individualistic in terms of how you connect with a greater source, what you believe in all of that kind of stuff, but it's really important to discover that. And I think, females, like we have a creator role. We, we're stepping into the creator role. And if you are like, my patients are very much like me. They're control freaks. They're high achieving <laughs> women. They like to get things done and they have big ambitions and they want to do big things in the world. And that's a very yang energy. So from a TCM perspective, mm -hmm. it's a go-getter energy, right? You're going to go and do stuff and get things accomplished where the creator role is very much a yin energy. So it's a really big shift into nurturing, into rest, into, um, you know, kind of preservation of your nervous system. And so it, the shift first has to happen, I think, mentally and emotionally to know that you're stepping into a different way of being. And that's the really big shift that has to happen. So you can start doing all the physical stuff because sometimes we're like, well, I eat well and I prepped all my meals and I did this. And it's like, you're bringing the same energy into something that needs to be done in a different, right? Like, why do I tell people to start cooking for themselves? Because it settles your nervous system in a different way. You start, yes, you start to smell the foods that you're cooking and you're creating a relationship with it, but the goal is to switch you out of that fight or flight into the parasympathetic state. So recognizing that first shift of how much time do you actually spend in the fight or flight state versus in rest and digest. And know that pregnancy is the hardest thing that the female body will ever do. And it is the biggest change that you as a couple will ever go through. It is the most permanent change that you will ever go through, right? Like I say, we plan further, we plan longer to buy a house or we plan more for a wedding and we spend more on a wedding than to prepare our own bodies by, you know, doing some testing, figuring out our foods, cleaning up our diet and our environment, that kind of stuff. So it's right. It's backwards. So if we can switch that around and recognize what it is that we're doing and we as females start to treat our bodies as the temple that it is to prepare it for this big adventure that it's going to do. And so, like I say, for myself and for my women that I help, it's you want to feel it confident in your body and you want to feel in control of your health. And so the women or the couples that are struggling with infertility usually don't feel very confident. They feel very out of control. And whether that's their menstrual cycle, their digestion, their sleep, their work environment, whatever it is. And a lot of it has to start with a mental shift. Of, I'm stepping into a different way of being. What does that mean for me? 
what do I, what does my life look like now? How do I feel about saying no to a work project? How do I feel about saying no to a friend that I don't really want to hang out with, but I feel obligated to, or I feel guilty if I don't. If you've been around my content for a while, you know that one of my favorite things is making and eating gourmet food and pairing it with wine. You might think you can't enjoy wine though while trying to lose weight or stay in ketosis. And if you're drinking traditional wine, you might be right. So many wines are mass produced and full of sugar and other garbage additives that can wreak havoc on your health goals and just make you feel bad. Fortunately, I discovered Dry Farm Wines. I've been drinking their wine for years now and I love this company. They individually test small batch wines produced by vintners that are committed to the practice of dry farm production. Some of my favorites have been the Blancfrancish variety from Austria and all of the wines from the Loire Valley in France. Dry farm wines are free from excess sulfites and mold that can cause adverse reactions and hangovers. With no added sugar, each wine is tested to be under one gram of sugar in the entire bottle. Yep, you just heard that right. There's less than one carb in the whole bottle of wine. They're also slightly lower alcohol, which means you can enjoy a delicious wine pairing at dinner any given night and not end up with a hangover. You can receive an extra bottle for just a penny with your first order by visiting dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. I'd love to hear what your favorite wine is after you try it and be sure to tag me on social with pictures of your wine and delicious dinners. Again, that bottle of wine for a penny is at dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. Right? Like how can I reserve that energy more because I'm getting ready to build a human from scratch. Like that's <laughs> what we're doing here, you guys. It is so incredible. And honestly, like I didn't believe it the first time I was doing it when I had my daughter, because it was just like, there's no way, there's no way that I'm growing a baby and she's going to be a human just like me. <laughs> and so, you know, just the, the second time around, I did everything on the physical level. Like literally I changed the diet, changed the exercise. I did everything by the books, but I also just penciled it in. I was like, I want to have get pregnant on this date and I want to give birth on this date and it's going to go like this. And you know, that was the universe kicking me in, in the butt and saying like, what did you really think you could just put this into your schedule and have it? And that was that next piece of like, Oh, I'm missing this big connection to a soul or to experience that I want to create that I feel like I missed the first time or that I just want to experience. Right. And so that's why I really lean into the mental and emotional because once you shift that, shifting the physical is really easy. That's that's the easy part. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just want to highlight something that you said for people that aren't as familiar with this, but you mentioned TCM, which is uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Yes. And then you also mentioned yin and yang, which as a, a person who's been into yoga for like half my life now, over half my life, <laughs> I'm very mm -hmm. familiar with that term. And so for people that just to highlight again, what uh, Dr. Levesque said, the yin energy is like very sort of female creator, feminine energy and yang is like go-getter. And so like you're saying, you work with a lot of type A people and they yes. all tend to have that very young energy to get along and to be yes. successful in a very male dominated world, right? So yes. to shift out of that for some people can be a big challenge, but I think if you just know that if you believe that it will not only enhance the pregnancy, but also possibly make it more possible just because you're more relaxed and you're in, you're in nesting mode. And like you said, you're kind of in out of this fight or flight, which I think is a very young kind of thing. And just the way that our society yep. is into more like 
nesting, preparing, getting ready for this little human that you're going to make. Like you said, it's just like really so amazing that you're literally building a human from scratch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, the point to you, it's like we, whether you're a male or a female, however you identify, you have those energies and it's really about balance. So whether you're a male, that's more yin and usually, right? Like it's all about balance. It's not that one is good and one is bad. Because if you don't go out and do things and accomplish things, those people tend to have a lot of depression, right? Because there's no fulfillment. There's no joy. There's no, they don't feel like they're doing anything. There's no purpose. But if you have too much of fulfillment and purpose and you're driving, (laughs) then you're burning yourself out. And so it's this balance between, you know, going out and giving energy and bringing it back in. And so recognizing that, being pregnant is a very big energy out and it's not mm-hmm. just during the pregnancy. That's like, that's the shift that is the hardest to make for new parents. And for, you know, for my husband and I, that I was like, okay, once the baby's out, then like, I'm not sure what I thought was going to happen, but that's actually <laughs> the beginning, right? The pregnancy is just kind of the prelude to the thing that you're going to strap in for, for the next 18 years. And I think if we knew that and we looked at it, not just training for a marathon, but training for an Ironman that has an adventure race at the end of it, you'd be like, yeah, I (laughs) I need to rest up. Like, I think I need to fuel myself a little bit better. I think I need to get some training. You wouldn't just like step into it blindly and hope that it's going to work out. You would do some preparation for it. And so that's really my message is like, let's do some preparation because it's a really big deal, you guys. And because so many couples now are experience, experiencing infertility, that's a, you know, it's a different topic as to why that's happening. We can, we can really see that. We can do through lab work. We can see who's going to struggle with that. We can see who's going to do much better and what your pregnancy is going to be like. Of course, it's not predictive 100%. Nothing is. But, you know, if you have high liver enzymes, it's likely that you're going to be really nauseous throughout the pregnancy and you're probably going to have heartburn. So should we get those liver enzymes down before you get pregnant? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I, I love the Iron Man example of, of parenting. That's fantastic. Um, yes. So since you mentioned it, uh, now that we kind of got there and you talked about some testing, maybe we can talk a little bit more about the physical side of fertility and, you know, the things that you do want to start changing, whether it's with your diet or your exercise, in addition to lab testing to really prepare and make you, you know, the most successful thing is, I guess, obviously, getting pregnant and then seeing it through to the nine months. So um, maybe just talk about, you know, going into it as you're going into it. And then once we get into the pregnancy, if anything changes or if there's other things you should be doing once you're pregnant as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the good news is when the diet and like the exercise routine and all those regimens, they stay the same for, they'll stay very similar to getting ready for pregnancy throughout the pregnancy and then postpartum. And of course there's changes that you can make throughout pregnancy in different trimesters based on your needs. But I'm very much a proponent of individual customized healthcare. So I give generic advice for anybody, you know, like I have my Fertility 101 program who is anybody who's thinking about getting pregnant. So they're not struggling with fertility yet. They're not really sure that they will struggle with fertility, but these are the things that you should do in order to prepare yourself. And nutrition wise, we focus a lot on high quality fats We focus a lot on high quality protein and eating enough protein and then eating the rainbow. So some of the mistakes that I'll see people make with nutrition is that they'll actually diet 
because they're, we're so afraid of getting fat during pregnancy that we're like, if I get really skinny before I get pregnant, then I won't get as fat. And so that, that thinking just needs to stop. And we need to really think about our nourishing our body and preparing it to do a marathon slash an Ironman slash an adventure race. So you don't want to diet beforehand and you want to stay away from any fads. So intermittent fasting, ketos, keto diet. Um, I don't, I, I don't even know what else is out there anymore, but it's a whole food diet. Like, can you, can you catch it? Can you pick it? Can you grow it? Those are the things not, you know, not out of can. And I say whole food diet, like if it has more than four ingredients, it's not a whole food. It's a processed food. So the more whole foods that we can have and the kind of the greater the variety, making sure you're hitting those proteins and those fats and your, you know, fruits and veggies galore, you're going to do really, really well. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. We'd also love it if you could post a review on iTunes. It helps us so much by allowing others to more easily find us. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. In terms of, and that's going to stay throughout, not just your pregnancy, uh, not just pre-pregnancy, but through the pregnancy and postpartum. In terms of like exercise and stress, I just actually recorded a podcast on this myself, but with exercise, you want to do things that are going to decrease stress on your nervous system. So I always say that your nervous system needs to feel soothed and it needs to feel relaxed. And that's really hard to do now in our modern day and age, because we don't even realize that sitting and staring at our phone is actually really stimulating for our nervous system because it's lights that our nervous system doesn't recognize. Like at the end of the day, we are still cavemen biologically. That's where we are, but how we live now is very, very different. So we think that some of the things that we think we're doing to relax us are actually stimulating us. So we want to be aware of those things because you're adding more fuel to the fire, but with exercise, the biggest mistake that I see people make is number one, they might not be exercising at all, which is a big problem. They need to exercise, build muscle mass, have a strong structure and increase blood flow to like their entire body. Cause that's not only going to help them through the pregnancy, but it's actually going to help the baby develop their blood uh, cardiovascular system, their lungs and improve circulation through the entire pregnancy. So people are either not exercising or they're overdoing it. If I see a woman who's trying to get pregnant, sitting on a spin bike and doing crazy spin classes or hitting CrossFit, you know, five days a week, whatever hit class, I know that there is a, there's an imbalance in the nervous system. Because I used to train CrossFit and I love it and I still do, but how I do it now is very different. And so stepping away from those really high intensity things that are jacking up your nervous system, essentially. So those are the big lifestyle things that I would say that most people are doing it, but they're maybe missing the point a little bit. And uh, you want to make sure that you are actually doing it well. That's another thing. We implement and you're like, I'm doing everything. And then I'll take through and I'll look at everything that they're doing. And it's like, okay, well, you're missing this and you're missing this and you're missing this. And uh, so when it feels like you're doing everything and it's not working, just know that you're probably not doing everything. And you probably need professional help at that point. And professional help is really valuable because then it's customized to you and it should be customized to you because 
what you eat, even though I say eat the rainbow, you might, bell peppers might not sit well with you. And so you're eating all these bell peppers and it's causing inflammation in your system and breakouts and, you know, immune system response. Whereas for me, they work great. That's like, you wouldn't really know that unless you do some testing or unless you do some like digging yourself as well to be like something is off in my digestion system. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I even answer your question, but I, I know <laughs> I can ramble. No. Um, so I guess the one thing I wanted to call out there when you were talking about, um, well, first of all, no, no high intensity exercise. I guess one of the, my thoughts was, you know, that if they're not exercising already, is this a time to really start? And could, I mean, I am assuming as long yes. as it's nothing too taxing, like take walks 10 minutes at a time or something, if you've never exercised before, something like that is still going to be pretty soothing to your nervous system and the stress release. Sure. Um, yeah. You and need what to about, exercise. <laughs> yeah. And what about common say, like, things? Common Sorry, things like, for what? Like when you were saying, um, you think you're, everybody thinks they're doing everything, but they're not. Do, do you see any commonality into the things that you find are actually missing when they think that they're doing everything? Yeah. So um, it's funny, like I just had a patient. So a big thing is environmental toxins. So people will, they know they're like, okay, I should stay away from plastic. I should filter my water. I need to eat organic food. I need to meditate. So they'll kind of just hit all of those things. But the thing is, they're not implementing it to its full potential. So eating organic, I don't want to say that's pretty hard to miss, but like most people can figure that out and eating local. Um, changing out plastic bottles, yeah, cool. You know, like you should get glass or stainless steel. And then we're talking about, for example, exercise. People will just say, oh, yeah, I just need to exercise it. So they typically will overdo it or they won't focus enough on strength training or they just won't do it at all. And so if you're thinking about getting pregnant, absolutely, this is the best time to start uh to start an exercise routine, because I find sometimes we are externally motivated. So, you know, you're doing it for your future baby. If you just got pregnant and you don't exercise, you should still absolutely do an exercise routine. But do I recommend you start a new class or a new boot camp? No, you should, A, if it's your first time exercising, you just found out that you're pregnant, then you should hire a professional who's going to help you learn what exercises you can and shouldn't do and you know as your body changes but you should absolutely exercise there's so much benefit to the baby when you're exercising just from the point of getting enough blood flow and development of the cardiovascular system as well as um the lungs and the benefit for you as well like balancing your blood sugars keeping your metabolism uh, strong your thyroid adrenals all that jazz so exercise yes always you if you just found out though you're pregnant then you might need to get some professional help first to say oh i'll just start it after pregnancy because then you have a baby unlikely you're going to start a routine <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. be realistic like then you're going to wait at least six months and so it just uh, extends the process but the, some of the mistakes, for example, with filtering water, people will say, okay, well, I'm filtering my water and it's like a Brita filter. And a Brita filter like filters five things out. We have 86,000 chemicals and toxins that got released into the environment in North America in the last decade. We don't even know, we don't even know the impact that those chemicals have because we haven't had a chance to study them. And 
we don't even know the long-term impact, but what we do know is we're seeing infertility rates go through the roof for both male and female. We're seeing a lot more childhood diseases. We're seeing lower IQ in children. We're seeing chronic diseases developed in much younger population. And when you study and you uh, pull tests from the tissue, they're filled with toxins. And we're only seeing a small amount of toxins. So the level of filtration that you need is much greater than your Brita water. And so when people say, oh yeah, I do that. It's like, oh, did you know that you actually have to just drink distilled water? Like that's the only way you can guarantee that there's no toxins. And I think that's the most underestimated thing. The same with food. Sometimes they're like, do I really need to eat organic? Do I really need to try to source local? And it's like, yeah, you do. You really do. Like if you are struggling with fertility, absolutely. And the way that I find that out is I test people and I'll be like, look at this. You have this in your tissue. This literally blocks this enzyme and prevents you from being able to get pregnant. And so there's an intention, there's an internal motivation. And then you customize the supplements, you customize, you know, the detoxification protocol, and then it works versus a generic advice when, when I was first trying to get pregnant, if I just did some of the things that I'm telling everyone to do now, I would have had a much better pregnancy, but my patients who struggle with infertility, that's not enough for them. So you have to just go a little bit deeper. Yeah, the water thing is interesting because I was looking into that recently for myself. We didn't know if we were going to do a whole house system, but one of the things I discovered that I didn't even really know was an option is a countertop reverse osmosis system. And they're actually on Amazon. They're not ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually planning to write about that at some point, kind of look into them a little bit more and, yeah. and actually you know, pick one that I think filters the things because what you're saying about environmental toxins, it's not only that, but you know, waste going into our water system. I heard yes. one person talk about the, um, like all the birth control hormones basically yeah. end up in our water system. So it's no wonder yep. that people are imbalanced and that men have just as much yes. issue as women do. That's it. It's like, why are men all of a sudden have breast tissue and breast cancer, which is, you know, not un- unheard of, but it's not common. But and then, but yeah, it's coming up more in weight gain in areas that are more prevalent for women as opposed to uh, males. And the research, like, you know, when I develop my programs and my goal, it's like, this is what I say, like, I don't do my own taxes. I don't do my own taxes for a reason because what I know about taxes is this much versus what my accountant knows about taxes is this much. And so I want to learn and want to make sure that, you know, I'm in the right hands, but I don't sit because I don't study that all day, every day. It's not something that intrigues me. So I would learn from 10 years ago and would just continue to apply that information. And that's kind of the objection that we'll get with people now. They say like, well, my mom never had to do that, or this person never had to do that, but we know different now. And so, for example, with reverse osmosis, I have a reverse osmosis system, but it actually doesn't filter out all the toxins. It was what we knew even five years ago, like that was the gold standard. So distilled water, is now a gold standard. So buying a distiller is gonna go way further down and you know that the water actually gets filtered completely. And so sometimes it could be annoying because you're like, but didn't I say like, this is the thing or this is, but that's the benefit of working with a professional. So you're not wasting any time or wasting any money thinking like, oh, what about this? Or what about this? Because the truth is every single company is just trying to market and sell their product. And it's not to say that they're, 
you know, trying to rob you or provide misinformation. They're just providing the information that they know that's best. And we have so much information there out, out there now that if you get somebody who is going to, you know, tell you, hey, don't do this, do this, you're much more likely to succeed in your, in your journey. Because I know you, you know, you mentioned about having friends who are struggling with infertility. Most of my patients who come to me feel really unheard and unacknowledged by the doctor. And they just kind of feel like a lab rat. And, you know, they're just, oh, do this, do this. And then if you're going the medical route, you just feel like a number, you know, a Petri dish, like take these hormones, do this and that. And it like, it actually messes up the female body even more so, and then sets them up for issues in menopause if they happen to get pregnant, you know, through that IVF, through their IVF journey. You know how I like to talk about being just 1% better every day? Well, ButcherBox believes in better. For them, better means caring about animals and the planet, treating the planet with respect, and it means improving the lives of animals and the livelihoods of farmers. Their beef is grass-fed and grass-finished, chicken is free-range and organic, turkey is free-range, pork is humanely raised, and salmon and scallops are wild-caught. I've been using ButcherBox for a couple of years now, and it was a godsend having such high-quality meat delivered to my door during the pandemic. If you're interested in saving money and eating healthier, this is the perfect service for you. Even if you can get back to the grocery store now, the quality and health of ButcherBox meat is far superior to what's in the market. Plus, if you're a bacon lover, I have really good news. You can always get a great deal on your subscription by using my link, but starting June 12th until October 14th, new members can get free bacon for life. That's right. Every box will include a pack of uncured, unbelievably delicious bacon added to every box for the life of your membership. Check my show notes for the link or go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash H-N-G butcher box. Well, and for some people though, I feel like, you know, that's really what they're left with because of all these <laughs> things, because of our environment and the stress and all of it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a, a next, maybe a next topic to move into. Um, so when you're working with people, obviously you're hoping to get them before they get to that point so that they can shift sure. into maybe a more natural way of, of doing it. But say that still has all failed. Are there particular tips that you have for women that are going the IVF route, anything different that they need to do um, than what we've already discussed or additional things that they can do to prepare? Yeah. I mean, what if, if it's like first time IVF versus, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, for first time IVF, I'm going to bring it back to the mental and emotional component. Like ask yourself if you feel like this is really going to work. Because sometimes women will feel pressured into, because the desire to have a child is so strong, the actions become from a place of desperation as opposed to like, you know, clarity and kind of hope, if you will, because hope is still has more positive versus desperation. It's like, I'll do anything. And I've had women who've had failed IVF and I asked them, like, did you think that it was going to work for you? And they were just like, no, I really didn't. Like something just felt off. And so if you have that voice, just know that right there shuts down your chances of it succeeding. And don't get me wrong. Like, I know you want to believe, like you want to believe that it's going to work and that's different wanting it to work versus, is it going to work? 
And that's just spending some quiet time with yourself and quieting the noise in your head to be like, what am, what am I feeling today? Like, how am I feeling about the next steps moving forward? What is my body doing? Because a lot of the times it's like women have just been through the ringer, even if they haven't, even if they haven't started even thinking about IVF, but they've been trying and it's like getting your menstrual cycle every month when you're trying is like the most devastating thing. It's this big reminder of how big of a failure you are and how everything is wrong in your life. And you just can't even do the thing that your body was built to do. And so if we can turn that negative self-talk towards being more curious and more, I don't want to say proactive is not the right word because usually those women are already doing everything that they can, but it's finding the voice to advocate for yourself and say, I know that there's something still missing and not choosing IVF as the last resort because of desperation, but because you really do think, you know, you believe in that modern science is going to help and work and make sure it's a doctor that you actually feel comfortable with. If it's your fourth, fifth round, whatever, however many rounds, make sure you're doing something that's different from every time. Like you've got to learn something from each procedure because the biggest mistake that I see, and really like the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting different results, right? And sometimes they'll just say, do the same thing, do, the, do this. Okay, well, maybe the next one will work. But I've had women do nothing different. And then all of a sudden they went and they did acupuncture and they relaxed their nervous system and they did a little bit more preparation work and they got pregnant on the fourth IVF. So do something different in between each one, whether it's in your control or the doctor, like whether it's the doses, whether it's whatever it is. But if we just do the exact same thing and you feel exact, like you feel more depleted, you feel more tired then the chances of it working are much lower. And to those women who are listening and feel like they've lost hope, it's like, just know that your body is this beautiful, beautiful thing that can heal and has the power to, you know, to heal and to create life. And maybe it's not right now, but there, there is still always hope. Like I'll never say never until I see all the tests, until I've done all the, you know, um, outside of the traditional blood work that most people do to really take a look into the body and be like, what's the body trying to tell us? Because sometimes we have a trauma that we have to heal because we women store a lot of trauma in our womb. And sometimes it's not the right partner. And sometimes it's a nutrient missing, you know, like sometimes it's a parasite that we have to kill before you can get pregnant. And so like, it could be really simple. And sometimes it's a little bit more complicated, but if you have somebody who's going to hold your hand through the process, you're going to you know, you're going to find those answers and you're going to have peace. And that's really the end goal. Yeah. And probably feeling like you're being proactive and having somebody on your team and all of that yes. feeds into the emotional and mental side of it that, yes. that leads to more success, I would imagine as well. But you did mention yes. something there that um, I'm just curious if it came out just because this is something that you see work often, or, or if that was just a random thing, but acupuncture, is that something that people have had a lot of success with? Yeah, I find I actually partner up with a bunch of acupuncturists because my practice is fully virtual. But um, so, you know, I have a acupuncturist that I recommend here in Calgary, Alberta, and uh, you know, I'll have one in Ontario or depending kind of on what I hear, but 
acupuncture is really great because it helps to balance, like it looks into the body in a different way and it looks into that yin and yang energy. It's if you don't get anything from it, it's just you get the nervous system soothing and relaxation, something that is taking care of you, bringing more energy into you. And, you know, when I work with an acupuncturist, like if it's a really tough case, they can do all the needles and they'll do some herbs to stimulate um, digestion or to stimulate blood flow or whatever, but they don't have the testing. And so I find as a naturopath, I can run for environmental toxins. I can run a stool analysis and look to see what's going on in your gut. I can look at your blood work. I can look at, you know, your cortisol levels and how you're breaking down your hormones and then working synergistically with an acupuncturist can really, really help and do some, do some magic. So I believe it's like, there's never just this one thing or one person that's going to solve everything for you. <laughs> so I believe in kind of figuring out what it is that this person is missing. And then, you know, I refer out to like, Hey, you would really benefit from this and you would benefit from this and you should try this. And the good thing, most fertility patients are very open and receptive, but yeah, I do find that acupuncture can be, can be really, really powerful. Yeah. And I would think as, as far as, um, you know, possible adjuncts to mm -hmm. whatever else you're doing with IVF, it's very, it's, it's not another drug. It's not an herb. It's not anything like that. Uh, it's, very low risk, like the worst that you say, like maybe you just feel a little relaxed after and that's it. Maybe you don't think it really helped, mm -hmm. but you never know. And I actually got really lucky. I found a practitioner. So I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and this is probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, but she actually ran her practice on a sliding scale, which was really fantastic since it's not very much covered by insurance. Some insurance companies are moving towards that now. Um, but it was really nice because at the time I, you know, my whole life situation was very different. And so I appreciated being able to try it and do it and do it pretty affordably. And I think that that's not that uncommon in that practice because sure. I think they just genuinely want to help people and want people to have access to the I don't know, you don't want to call it really a technology, but to the, to the, to the benefits of acupuncture. Um, Absolutely. So before, so I want to be respectful of your time and we're kind of getting of a course, little yep. long here, but um, I want to make sure that you touch on, you know, sharing with people about your programs, how they can work with you. You said you do virtual consults. So it sounds like you can work with anybody in the world. Can you just share a little bit more about that part of your world? Yeah, I will. Absolutely. And I wanted to touch base on, you know, like the insurance based uh, model, because I think that's something we as alternative healthcare providers will always stumble against. And I'm really trying to change that because when you think about when you use insurance on your car, it's when you've gotten into a car wreck, like when mm -hmm. the car is totaled, you wouldn't go to insurance when you had a scratch or you needed to change the oil. But or the filter in your car, but you still need to do those things. And that's the same, you know, for your house, you don't want to use insurance on the house to patch up the wall or whatever, when it's really big things happening. And so I'm a big proponent of being proactive, right? Again, if you think you have, you have a hard time losing weight, if you have a hard time sleeping, you have low energy, you have acne after the age of 25, then those are all signs and symptoms of something being off in your system. And usually it's hormonal or nutritional, digestive, which all can impact your fertility. And again, when I have infertility cases, I've never had somebody say, yeah, I'm in, or they'll say, yeah, I'm in good health, but I have chronic fatigue and I have immune system function and I'm celiac. And it's like, 
So is our perception of what healthy is really changing? <laughs> and just to shift people's minds about like, if you invest into yourself and do a little bit of that acupuncture that's outside of your insurance, like I guarantee you, you're never going to regret it. You're going to be like, oh, I hated feeling so relaxed after that appointment. <laughs> right. You know, like you just, I right. know it's really hard to say, I'm going to invest and I'm going to spend this money that's not insurance. But the truth is that model is so broken and we need to stand up for it as people. Because, you know, as a practitioner, I am seeing people sicker and sicker at a younger and younger age. And so that's hard. That's why we're seeing so much infertility. And to wrap up basically of how you can work with me, um, I have a free Facebook group. It's called Dr. Jean's Natural Fertility Group. And I share a lot of, um, you know, incredible kind of content on how to exercise, nutrition for fertility, sleep for fertility, that kind of stuff. And from there, I also have a fertility one-on-one program, and that's just a self, self-paced self online program, five modules. Here are the things that you, this is really great for someone who is thinking about starting to try, or maybe they just started trying, um, you know, like not too serious yet, versus if you've been trying for, you know, over a year, over six months, and you're ready to kind of get some more answers, and you want to work with someone who's actually going to provide you those answers instead of you having to pull, ask your doctor about what about this lab work? What about this lab work? And what does this mean? Um, then booking a free 15 minute discovery call to see if I'm the right person to help you. Cause if I am, that's great. And if I'm not, I'll make sure to point you in the right direction. It definitely is about making sure that you feel supported through this journey. And, uh, you know, like I said, you feel more confident and in control of it as opposed to, someone else is telling you what to do, where you should go and uh, how your body should work, all that kind of stuff is bringing that control back to you. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the best way to work with me. And when it comes to my programs, I have online content. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, I run lab work. It's a very much customized to you program, but my process is the same. I, you know, I start with an initial consult. We do some labs. I look at the labs that you've already done, and then we get to work. We look and see what's missing, sleep, hydration, movement, you know, nutrition, supplements. It's all based from your symptoms and your labs. And so we're filling in those holes. It's no longer generic advice. It's advice that's specific to your, to your needs. So then we see those results fairly quickly. Yeah, and then much just to point out the the difference from traditional kind of instead of healthcare, it's more like sick care. Like you said, it's more for major sure. things. People, traditional healthcare and traditional yeah. doctors are not always that good about this kind of thing where it's like preparing you for a very natural process and optimizing your health yes. is very different than just taking care of you when you're sick. So yeah, Thank disease you. care. Yeah, though you call it sick care, I call it disease care. It's the same <laughs> thing. And what I think we forget is that like they're run by the pharma industry. So if they sell more drugs, they're making more money. And, you know, not to say like the supplement industry is all, like everything is a money industry nowadays, but you just want to be aware of like, where's your money going? And not even that, but like, how do you feel? How do you feel mm -hmm. after spending time with this person? I think for some reason we put the medical, the traditional medical system on a pedestal and say, well, I felt like crap after going to see that doctor. I felt so belittled and I felt, you know, broken and hurt. Like I've had so many women come and cry to me, but they will still go back to that doctor because they feel like they don't have an option. And it's like, you have an option. You do. You have an option not to go to that same person. You have an option to go find some, it might be a more expensive option. It might be a little bit more difficult to find, but that's the whole process of, 
process of advocating for yourself is not allowing yourself to be treated in a way that you don't want to feel. So like, if you feel unheard and unacknowledged, why would you go back to, like, you would never go back to a hairdresser that made you feel like <laughs> crap. So why yes. do we do that with a traditional medical system, right? Like, it's not okay, you guys. And I had an experience with a doctor, my daughter had an ear infection. And it's like the guy barely looked at us, gave us a prescription and walked away. And the prescription was, you know, antibiotics for 10 days, three times, uh, three times a day. And it was this like bubblegum pink. I didn't even know what the ingredients were. And I was so mad because I'm like, well, she can swallow pills. Why are you giving her this liquid full of sugar that's actually going to cause her infection to go worse, right? And so mm. I'm not going back to that doctor. Like, that's just my personality, right? It's like, no way, Jose. I know, I know that there's better out there. And it's just, it's unfortunate to have those experience, but we have to stand up for that. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And it is a shame that this is the way our system is, both in Canada mm -hmm. and the U.S. I mean, if something really bad happens to you, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here. But if it's yep. just trying to get healthier, this is, unfortunately, <laughs> the U.S. is yeah. not the place. Our food system and everything else about it is just, yeah. unfortunately, really a mess. But that's a whole topic for a different day, right? <laughs> it is. It is. But I think the people are the change, right? I think the more we take it into our hands and we do... Um, it, like the change can happen. It's just going to be slow. Like we can't expect it overnight. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel best when, when I take control of the situation, if I know that here are the things that I need to do, like my goal is to never rely on the traditional system as, or as little as I need to. Right. And so, mm -hmm. because I've seen my grandma go through it, I see my parents uh, having to go through it. And it's like, no, thanks. I hear the things that I know what I need to do. And that means being proactive. That means, you know, investing into yourself now instead of waiting for the car crash, you know, and that brings me back to like, is acupuncture or is seeing an naturopath or buying these tests really worth it? Well, it just depends on what you value. And, you know, to me, it's like, yeah, it's absolutely worth it. And I think it's worth it for a lot of people. They're just maybe scared or maybe they've had a bad experience and they're afraid to try again. But you know, if I go to a gym and I need a bad personal trainer, it doesn't mean I need, I don't need to go to the gym anymore. It just means I need a different gym, right? I need a different personal trainer. And so that's the same thing. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And also, obviously all of these things are so important for people, whether they're trying to get pregnant or not, just for your general health, yep. like you said, find, sure. find what you value and then, you know, make these choices to be in alignment with that. Of course. So yeah. anyway, I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge today. I think there has been some really awesome practical advice. Uh, people learned how they can work with you if they're looking for this type of support during their fertility journey. And I love that you put the emphasis on that. Uh, so again, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully the people will find you. Can you say, uh, I don't think you said the name of your website just before we go here. Yeah, it's uh, just Dr. Jane Levesque. Dot com And my Instagram and Facebook is all at Dr. Jane Levesque. And that'll all be in the show notes because her last name is spelled a little differently. It's L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E, but all the links will be in the show notes. So you don't have to remember that, but I just wanted to mention it in case you were trying to spell it phonetically. So again, thank you so much for joining us. This and has take been care. the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. 
Again, I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. You can find show notes for this episode at HealNourishGrowPodcast.com. If you have feedback on today's episode or questions about the content, please email us at podcast at HealNourishGrow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to sign up for our email list at HealNourishGrow.com and subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Join us next time for more information that helps you live your best and healthiest life. Thanks for listening. Content on the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast does not constitute medical advice. Content contained in the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. Neither the company nor its owner, Heal, Nourish, Grow, LLC, nor any of the company's employees, agents, or guest speakers provide medical advice. The content provided on Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your medical provider with any questions about what health practices are right for you.